Welcome to another episode of Tales Told Inside of School. Today I have Rose Christensen, and Rose is here to tell a story about the time she got yelled at for, what did you do to the mannequin? So in the theater department, I am involved with doing makeup, and we have these little like foam mannequin heads, and basically it was my freshman year, we got bored during like it was uh, during rehearsals, and usually after we're done doing the makeup and everything, like us makeup crew people have nothing to do. So I got the idea. I was like, let's draw faces on them. <laughs> so all the mannequins have like these creepy faces. They all look terrifying too. We tried to make mm -hmm. them as scary as possible. Don't they have just like a blank slate yeah. for a face? Yeah, and they have like red eyes and like creepy Joker smiles. Oh, you know, they we, do? We, we tried to make them very scary. <laughs> Did it work? Were they scary? Oh, yeah. And they put wigs on them too. Okay. Okay, so describe what one of them looked like then. So one of them's Donna. She has like red and yellow eyes and she has like a joker smile. <laughs> and, she just, and she has like a red wig, like she's a redhead. Wait, did you name the mannequins yourself? Yes, I did. Okay, so tell me a little bit about Donna, Donna's personality. <laughs> I can't believe I'm indulging this line of thinking on your part. Donna, oh my gosh, it's gonna make me sound crazy because we like, we tried to make it as like outlandish as possible. But I mean, you were just like a 14 year old kid. Oh, you're yeah. in theater and you're just goofing off. Oh yeah, like we say Dawn is like a bloodthirsty demon. Oh. And she lives in the props closet and she's out for blood. Yep. Okay, and then who were the other mannequins? <laughs> There's Donna and Rana and they're kind of irrelevant actually. Like they're just kind of there. Like they're her sisters, but like no one really cares about them. It's more Donna. It's true, like, cause like Donna and Rana, they're not like as creepy as, I mean, Lana and Rana. They're not as creepy as Donna. Like, Wait, Don there's a Rana, a Donna, and a Lana. Yeah. Okay. And like Lana and Rana, yeah, just no one really cares about them. <laughs> okay, so I, I write exercises for my personal finance class, and for whatever reason, like I like to name the characters Lacey, Tracy, Macy, Stacy, uh -huh. Casey, and Lacey. Yeah, all mine and then, are and then there's one that can never keep track of anything. Her name is Spacey. <laughs> oh, yeah, you always say that in our psych class. Yeah, uh -huh. yeah, I probably need to stop saying that. I think it's funny. <laughs> okay, okay, so well, enough about, I guess, the mannequins. So then what happened after that? <laughs> And the uh, director, huh? No, nothing, nothing. I'm not going to say their names. Yeah. But they saw that and got quite upset. <laughs> They're over it now. Now they think it's funny. And it's like a part of the theater department. Like, everyone knows Donna. Like, after, like, theater productions, we always bring Donna out for, like, the cast party and stuff. And she's just, like, part of the lore. Like, she's, you know what I mean? Like, we just make her a part of the department. And... Yeah, at first they're pretty upset because they're like, we need those mannequins, you ruined them. But now, now they think it's funny. But they, the mannequins work just fine for things now? Yeah, and we didn't even really use them much anyway, actually. Okay. <laughs> they weren't really that useful. Okay, yeah, well, just one more random question, but then I want to get into things that are, your, are of your actual interests in life. Okay. Um, why, where would you use a mannequin in a theater department? Uh, we would use them, like, for styling wigs, basically. That was where we had them. Oh. But I preferred to actually just put the wigs on people's heads to style them. Oh, okay. I thought that was easier than using a foam mannequin, honestly. So it's it's literally there just to be, I don't know, like a, 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 some, a post or whatever that you would put a mannequin on top of. Yeah. Got it. Got it. Okay. So... You were about 14 when you started this, and you already had an interest in hair and in makeup and in clothing. And, yeah. And Rose, you have a very, very exotic look to you. I think <laughs> most people would probably agree. Yeah. And so maybe you could describe a little bit of what you look like on a 
typical basis, like let's say it's a Saturday uh -huh. and you kind of want to go out and you want to make an impression, what do you do? I know, I always typically wear like, I love doing like my dramatic eyeliner and wearing like my big lashes, like I love that kind of look. It's really like part of like the whole like gothic type aesthetic. I've always been like super, ever since I was like 13 starting makeup, I've been obsessed with that. Like, I with, love, with goth? Yeah, like I love that music. Like Okay, goth is so long ago as far as I know. Oh, can, yeah. can you sort of describe what it is for people who may not know? It's mostly like a genre of music, honestly. That's basically where it stems from. And it's like a style of like clothing and makeup too. But um, Okay, so like how long are your eyelashes? <laughs> I think they're 20 millimeters, I'm pretty sure. Okay, and, and I'm, I never have done anything with eyelashes. So what's typical? Unlike the average woman walking most down the street. Most people wear like 15 millimeter if you wear fake lashes. I like to wear, I don't know, I think. Okay, so I most people are doing 15 and you have 20. I like to go big, I guess. I don't know. Go I've big always, or go home. I've always been that type of person, like with makeup, I always got bored with like just natural, like everyday makeup. I've always liked to experiment with it because like, I really like the creative aspect. I think it's fun. Okay. Like, yeah. I'm also, I don't know if you've seen, I like to draw like spikes under, I do like spider webs on my eyes. Like I think it's really fun to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, some people make, I think, uh, a nice side hustle income doing this as a, um, you know, a face paint artist. Oh yeah. Have you ever thought about that? Uh, no, but I do want to be a cosmetologist, actually, after high school. I plan to do cosmetology professionally. Okay, would you get bored? Because, I mean, your hair is a platinum blonde, but I don't think that it's, that's not its natural color. No, I'm naturally a redhead. Okay, you're naturally a redhead, yes. but you went platinum blonde. I've had every color, actually, pretty much. I've had, like, every hair color except for, like, orange and yellow. Otherwise, I've done everything. How often do you change your hair color? Quite often, but I haven't changed. I've kept it platinum for a while because my mom wants me to like give it a break because okay. I'm dying it so much. Okay, now your parents, I've, <laughs> I've met your parents and they, they seem extremely kind, extremely nice. And, oh, yeah. and you are much the same. You're extremely kind, extremely nice. But your, your parents seem like they are doing their best with their looks to be conventional yeah. and to fit into society. And you are doing your best to be just on the opposite end of the spectrum. Yeah. So where do you think that comes from? Honestly? I don't know, because like I said, I've always just like been into that music and like subculture like for a long time, like since middle school, I know. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, I've always just thought it's really fun and unique and I just really like vibe with it, like the whole style. I think it looks like really cool and like I can't really see myself not looking like this. Like if I tried to like look like more conventional, I would like hate it. What, do you think you could pull it off if you had to? I can if I have to. But Would I you feel don't. like a spy? Like I'm a yeah. spy in the world? Yeah, but it just feels uncomfortable for me to not look like this. It just doesn't feel like right. You know what I mean? Okay. Like it just feels like my thing. <laughs> so how how did you adjust? I always, Well, it takes a lot for people to be themselves and to be a bold individual. Oh, especially, yeah. I mean, just a lot of people, uh, especially during the teenage years, you know, it's a common story, coming of age. You know, if you read a lot of books, it's always, always about a person who's, you know, they were a youth and then how they grew up and the trials they went through and coming of age is just a big story. Mm -hmm. So people want to be themselves, but they also want to fit in. There's yeah. just a lot of tension with both. And here, you're kind of like on the extreme when it comes to looks. Yeah, see, I've kind of done both. Like, no, for a while I was like really, yeah, like insecure about it. Cause like I wanted to look this way, but I was like scared of fitting in. But as I've gotten older, I've just like grown to like really not care what people think because I don't, 
I don't really want to be friends with people anyway if they're going to care about how I look and stuff because, like, people that know me know I'm a good person and, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just, like, I feel like that's so superficial to just get, like, judge people. To judge people by their looks. Exactly. Well, it is and yet it isn't because I think we dress for effect. You know, we dress to impress. You know, like a guy puts on a tie because he wants the world to view him as professional. Yeah. So, um, I mean, we do dress for effect. So, I mean, it's shallow, you know, to judge people on this basis, and yet we're all guilty of it. Oh, How yeah. do you reconcile all this in your mind? What do you mean by that? Um, just that it is so shallow for us it to is. judge other people by I their looks, and yet you put so much energy into your looks. Yeah, because I just, I'm a really big person about just, like, completely expressing yourself and not caring at all what people think. Like, I always encourage even my friends to, like, we'll be wanting to go out. And, like, my best friend's, like, she's, like, I want to wear a skirt, but, like, I'm embarrassed to wear a skirt in public. Like, I don't know. And I'll encourage her. I'm, like, wear it. Like, who cares? Honestly. Like, just do it. Like, yeah, what, advice, what is there to lose? What advice would you give to other people? Because I, I do think it's important that people try to be themselves. Yeah. I mean, Oscar Wilde, the famous uh, playwright and novelist, he wrote Portrait of Dorian Gray. He said, be yourself because everybody else is taken. Exactly. And I, I just that. love that. Be yeah. yourself. Everybody else is taken. I love that quote, too. I think yeah. it's great. It's funny, but it's also true all at it's the same time. It's 100% true. Yeah. So what advice would you give to people your age, maybe younger, maybe a little older, to be themselves and not worry so much about what everybody else thinks? I would say, like... Don't try so hard just to like follow trends and like do what everyone else is doing. Like, if there's something you want to do, like how you want to look, like you shouldn't have to worry about how other people feel about it. You know what I mean? Like, it's just how do I how do I do that though? How do I stop worrying? Because I, I, I think worry. that's their problem. For me, it was a big like forcing myself to do it, especially with like confidence, because mm. I used to struggle a lot with that. Like, I would kind of force my confidence. Like, I would just tell myself like, Yeah, I'm pretty. Like, Yeah, I can do this. And, like, if you force it and fake it, like, it will stick, actually. Because that's what happened, is I would fake my confidence. And from faking it, it, like, actually mm. stuck and became, like, a real thing. Like, now I am, like, super confident. Okay. I just have one last... I, I love your answers on this. I yeah. really do. I just have one last question on yeah. this. Whenever you started the forest yourself, did you do it by sticking your toe into the water? Or did you just jump into the deep end of the pool? I first, like, kind of started, like, slowly with it. But, like, I would, like, say, you know... Because when I was, like, insecure and stuff, and people would, like, compliment me, I'd always be like, oh, no, I'm ugly, blah, blah, you know? But then, like, I would, I started slowly by, like, accepting people's compliments and being like, yeah, like, thank you, Mm. and stuff. And just, like, really taking it to heart and just, like... I love it. Yeah, and just, like, always motivating myself. Like, I'll look at myself in the mirror and be like, I look good today. And, like, that's how I kind of, yeah, really forced it on myself to make it, like become a thing so if somebody else gave you a compliment instead of batting it away you said thank you yeah that's what my parents taught me when I was a kid because I used to bat away any type of compliment whatsoever on any subject and my mom I think pulled me aside at a certain point and she said you know I know you're trying to be humble and everything but what you're really doing is you're making everything a lot more work for everybody else Exactly. Uh, if you want to make them stop complimenting you just say thank you and then they change the subject. Yeah, if you say thank you, they won't like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. But I've always been taught that too by my mom because I would do that too. I'd bet compliments from her. Because my mom, I love her. She's like... Sweet. Honestly, yeah. She's so sweet she and kind. She is the sweetest person I know, but she always hypes me up. Like every day she tells me I'm like the most beautiful girl in the world. She's so sweet. 
but I used to always be like, no, that's not true. And I'd bat away her compliments. But now I'm always like, thank you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think that's great. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's get into some of your other hobbies because a lot of your hobbies seem like they revolve around the arts, at least of what I know of them so far. I love the arts. They're singing, there's acting. So tell me just a little bit about some of your other hobbies. Um, When did you get into them? How old were you? And then also maybe some stories. One of my really big hobbies is dancing. I've been dancing like since I could walk basically. I was like two and a half when I started learning to dance. And it's always been such a big thing for me because like it keeps me fit and like active, but it's also a creative outlet for me. Like dancing is very creative. I don't think people realize that how I I consider it like it's both a sport and an art. And like, I love coming up with dances. I love performing like with my studio. And it's just great. I love it so much. Okay, so what type of dances do you do? You said so many good things. I I feel like I could comment on each sentence, but but let me just (laughs) ask, like, what type of dances do you do? I do jazz and ballet. Jazz and ballet. And you've been doing both of these for 10 years, 12 years? Let me think. So I was like 15 years. 15 years since you were how old? Like two and a half. Two and a half. That's just amazing. Yeah. In what forums do you do dance and ballet? Do you just do these at the studio or do you also enter, I don't know how it works. Do you enter competitions? I don't do competitions. I've always been more like casual about it. Like what my dance studio does, sorry. We just do like recitals, like performances and stuff. It's more, our studio is more like performance based than like competition. I would say it's like more relaxed, but I really like it a lot. And I love my teacher. Like I've known her forever. She's basically like a second mother to Mm. me. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fantastic. I, I really believe, okay, all my life I've tried to do things with fitness. I think every week of my life since I was 14, I've been in the weight room or I've been out running and probably exercise, I don't know, six, seven days a week. And um, I just think one of the biggest failings of my life has been, I just have not really learned to dance. Honestly. We we did swing dance like when I was in grade school and everybody thought it was hokey, but we did it. <laughs> we did it like every week uh, in fourth grade for a whole year. And honest to God, you get really good at it. Yeah, it was really great. And I've, I've taken a few swing dance classes and I'm usually the slowest, dumbest person, <laughs> but I don't mind being the slowest, dumbest person as yeah. long as I keep learning something. So I think it's just something I need to do this summer. I just you feel should. like dance is, first of all, I think people really have a lot of fun with it. I think it's ecstatic. It's so fun. And also, I feel like dancing, yeah, it gets overlooked as a sport, but I think it's honestly one of the hardest sports. Even like my dance teacher tells me this, like football players will dance actually. Oh, for sure. Because it makes you better at football actually. Like it's such a good sport to do. Here's the big failing among a lot of guys, at least when I was growing up, is we thought dance was for girls. It's not. In my dance studio, there's a guy I dance with actually. He's been dancing for the same... He's like a year older than me, but he's also been dancing at that studio since he was like a baby. And like... He must be really good. He's really good. Like me and him, we're like the two like oldest. We're we're both like seniors at the studio, I guess. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, he loves it. And it doesn't make him like any less of a man. Like dancing's for everyone, I think. Well, here's the thing. Um, Once I got a little older, I realized every wedding you go to... You dance. For the rest of your life. Well, you dance if you know how. Yeah. And if you don't, then you sit on the sidelines and then you wish you knew how to dance. And that's how that works. And so the problem in a lot of guys' heads when they're teenagers and in that age range is 
they think, okay, this is supposed to be maybe I'm used to moving my body more aggressively or more athletically in the sense of I need to be scoring a basket or hitting a baseball. And they don't really understand that it's not that type of a physical activity. And so then they, we can't help it. We feel like there's winners and losers in everything, but in dance, really, I don't think it's supposed to work that way. I think you're just supposed to enjoy yourself and help the other person enjoy herself. That's why I always think dance is like, I think it's such a cool sport because with most sports, it's just about like being good at it. But with dance, you have to do two things at once. You have to be good at it. And then you also have to look good while doing it. Like you have to have a smile, you have to have good posture. Like you have to be focusing on those two things the whole time. And I think it makes it like incredibly hard. I don't think people give it enough credit. Like I think it's honestly, a really hard sport. Oh, for sure. That's why I think like when guys like disregard it and say it's not a real sport, like I bet if they tried it, they would suck at it. <laughs> well, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think they know. Look, I'm, yeah. I'm willing to call NASCAR a sport. Mm-hmm. I mean, it does involve some coordination and I think you're driving a car at what, 200 miles an hour. Yeah. But on the other hand, you're just sitting there. So, I mean, there's a lot of things that I think are sports that maybe other people don't. I don't know that some yeah. people might not consider it to be a sport. Do you also find it just to be a magnificent stress reliever? It is, yeah. Like whenever I'm in like a really terrible mood at school and I go, you know, after school I go to my dance studio, it always puts me in such a good mood. Like you get like this natural high, you know what I'm saying? Like for sure. Just, like after I'm like done dancing, I am so happy and like full of energy. It feels great. I, I have to like 99 days out of 100, if I lift weights, if I go for a run, if I go for a walk, if I go play sandlot volleyball or a little bit of tennis, it doesn't matter what was weighing me down when I started. By the time I finished, you just feel I can tackle anything. Exactly. It just feels like amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I also, if I'm not like dancing, if I don't have dance lessons, I still like practice on my own, like in my basement, I work out and do my dancing and it, yeah, it makes me feel so much better. Like you I do. Great. You yeah. do. You just feel like you can conquer the world. Exactly. Okay. It feels like I can do anything. It's like, yep. <laughs> singing. Tell me about singing. I have always like, uh, love to do that. I love, um, so me and my brother recently have been actually working together with like making stuff because my brother, he plays guitar and bass. So I've been learning to sing a lot more and I've really been enjoying it because I never took it that seriously before. But now I think it's like super fun. And I've also been like learning how to do like, me and my brother, we love like metal and stuff. And I've been learning to do like the metal vocals, if you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, like what era? Like, uh, like the metalcore, deathcore era where it's like screaming vocals, which are very hard to do actually, <laughs> you wouldn't believe it. They really strain you, but they're really fun, honestly. Okay, would you be do. willing to give me a stanza <laughs> oh, right <can't>. now? <laughs> it's so loud to do it. And I'm not like warmed up because like when you do those screams, you basically have to breathe out of like your diaphragm so you don't okay. ruin your throat. That's how you do it. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. My sister was a metalhead, and so yeah, we I were children of the '80s, and so like she. Iron Maiden, yeah, yeah, yeah. She likes all that stuff, and I, I'm just not as familiar. I was more of a I'm '80s a... new wave fan, oh, yeah. and I don't know 1920s. I am. Yeah. Huge into metal. It's like my favorite thing ever. Like I love goth music. I was saying, but like metal is like my favorite thing. Like I've been to like so many metal concerts. Okay, who have you seen? I have seen Slipknot. I've seen Veil of Maya. I've seen Killswitch Engage. I'm trying to think of like all the like big ones I've seen. I've seen After the Burial. You probably don't know any of them, but yeah. I know some of them, but okay. not too many. I've heard of Slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot's like definitely they're like the biggest modern metal band, honestly, nowadays. Like. 
Everyone knows Slipknot. And even if you're not like a metalhead, I know most people yeah. like them. Yeah, we've yeah. heard of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know, if you haven't been to Pakistan, you've heard of it. Exactly. That yeah. would be me and Slipknot. I have not been to Pakistan Slip- and I've not heard of Slipknot. Yeah, Slipknot was a cool concert because it was like super big. There were like like hundreds of thousands of people there because like, yeah, they're such a big band, but it was really cool. Okay, so this is my impression of you, is that, okay, you've got a life steeped in various things, artistic and eclectic, and you definitely follow your own lights. You are your own person. You march to the beat of your own drummer. Yeah. So, and then I look at kind of what you've done with singing, dancing, makeup, hair, clothing, and um, I just see a lot of uniqueness there. So now I'm wondering, what do you want to do with maybe the next 10 years of your life? I really want to get into cosmetology for my future career, like I was saying. Like, I would love to do hair and makeup, like, professionally, especially. So, like, um, the school I've been really hoping to get into is, like, called Z Academy. And I think it's super cool because when you're a student there, you get to work in a salon, basically, like, for practicing. And it's awesome. And then you also get to go to, like, Casey Fashion Week, and you get to do the makeup for, like, the runway models. And I think it's so cool. And you get to just, like... I don't know. I love, I really want to go there because it's just so much like hands-on experience. And I don't know. That's like my dream. Like I've been wanting to do this like forever. Okay. How long will it be before you're able to do this? Do you have to get through college first or can you jump in the summer as an intern? Can you just be the girl who fetches coffee all summer? <laughs> you know, can, can, when can you get your feet in the door? So uh, the cosmetology program, it lasts like about a year. It's like okay. 11, 12 months. And then after that, you get your license, and then you can start, yeah, working in the salon. And you just kind of build your way up through the industry. It's a very competitive industry, especially, like, right now. Like, a lot of people want to get in it, but don't have, like, the uh, grit for it, I guess. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to be competitive. Like, I want to be the best at it, and I do think I am. Like, especially, like, I, it's, like, super cocky. But, like, at school, I'm always like, yep, I'm the best at makeup here. Like, literally. <laughs> so, like... Because you have to be in that industry. Otherwise, like, you can't get good jobs and stuff. You have to be, like, as competitive as possible and work super hard. Well, so, I, I really I really think that you're an amazingly persistent person. Yeah. And uh, the bit of advice that I, I wish, maybe somebody gave it to me and maybe I forgot, but I, I wish the advice that I would have followed is what I think you're already going to do, which mm-hmm. is when I was a teenager, I wish somebody would have said, Hey, you enjoy writing. You should be doing that every single day yeah. uh, without exception. You should maybe make that the first thing that you do every day so that it's it gets done and so that it's scheduled. Um, because ever since I started doing that, gosh, oh my gosh, you know, sometimes I've written two novels a year for about mm-hmm. the last four years. Yeah. Some of these have like five, six drafts. And I, I'm just amazed at how much progress you can make quickly exactly. if you just get started. That's how I'm with like makeup. Like I've been, pra- I practice, obviously, like I wear it every day. And I also, like, have been learning to do hair. Like, I cut my own hair. I do my sister's hair. Uh, my brother's girlfriend, I've cut her hair. And I've dyed my hair, obviously. I have, like, a lot of experience with that. Like, I want to be super ahead of everyone, like, going into cosmetology school. Like, I know some of the other students won't know anything about it. Whereas, like, I feel like I will have, like, this experience already. And, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I really want to be the best at what I do. I'm, like, it's, like, my dream job. I really want to be, like... You know I think it's fantastic. I think you're competitive. I think you're persistent. Um, do you mind if I ask you a few questions and maybe give just a little sure. advice? Uh, do you have an Instagram? Oh, uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> do you do you post hair, makeup, things like that? I do. Like, I post, like, pictures of me with, like, my makeup looks and stuff. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Have you volunteered to work on other people? I have. I've done makeup for, like, my friends a lot or, like, also... 
like nails, I can do like acrylic nails. Like I've had people actually pay me to like cut their hair. Do oh their wow! Nails, do their makeup. Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! I think okay, I can't help myself. I teach personal finance yeah. class, and I listen to a podcast called oh, yeah. Side Hustle School, <laughs> where people take something that they like to do, and then they just make an offer to people, and then they just see how far or well they can grow yeah. it. And it doesn't have to be huge; it can just be kind of an income on the side. Yeah, for me, it's like a really small thing. Like it's not like a thing I actively. It's more like people will ask me, like people. Even, like, people I'm not, like, that really good friends with will come to me at school and oh. be like, hey, Rose, like, if you do my makeup, like, I will pay you and stuff, you know? See, I, I think that's how these things grow. That is how it happens, is people, like, will just ask me about it, like, if I can do their makeup for them, and I'm like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I think that if you did that now, if you do a lot of that sort of thing now, then when it comes to applying, you know, to school... You can put on your resume and in all of your information, hey, I've been doing this on the side for two years, four years, and people are paying me. And also, too, here's a portfolio of my work. It's all on my Instagram, et cetera. I I think you could turn it into a side hustle now so that by the time you get to cosmetology school, at that point, they're going to be thinking, hmm, well, we can teach her quite a lot. But she already knows a lot. Mm-hmm. So I, that's just my, my thought really is you should turn it into a side hustle where you consistently get paid. Yeah, that's what I wanted to do. I just haven't really figured it out completely yet, I guess. And then, yeah, like I said, it's more of like a time-to-time thing. Like if someone comes to me asking for it, like recently, the re- most recent thing I did was for a family friend of mine. She like reached out to me. And had me like do her makeup and nails like for a okay. dance. Yeah. Okay. Just I don't know one one thing you could try, and this will be my last little bit of advice on this. I think is you could just reach out to all of your previous clients, yeah. whether they were paid or free, and just say, "Hey, let your friends know that I'm available." Mm-hmm. And I'm maybe that'll help get the word out just I'm a little right, bit. Yeah. That's yeah. a good idea. Because you got so much going for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, um, well, I don't know. Do we have anything else we want to talk about today? Hmm, what else? I don't know. You can ask me whatever. <laughs> okay, I can ask you whatever. Sure. Okay, favorite movies, top three or four? Okay. We're going to see if they fit the theme. Let's go. Okay. The Shining. Okay. Uh, hold on, I'm trying to think of like my favorite movies right now. It's like my head is spinning. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else? Oh, gosh. Sorry, I'm like thinking. I am not a big horror movie fan at all, but I will say I've read about 12 or 13 Stephen King novels, something like that. Also, Carrie. The Shining just scared me to no end. I love The Shining so much. I've seen it like so many times. I think it's like a great movie. I read the book once, but like I really just love the movie. I think it's amazing. I'm easily scared. When I read Stephen King as a teenager, like Pet Cemetery and The Shining, I couldn't read them at night. Oh, seriously? I I can't read that sort of thing. And if I read that before bed, I'm basically begging to have nightmares. (laughs) (laughs) No, I love that kind of stuff. I've always been like super into horror too. Like I've seen so many horror movies. I love Halloween. It's my favorite holiday. Okay, that Halloween. that's oh the Halloween. I love Halloween. Like I love haunted houses. Every year I yeah. get so many of them. I think, oh, I love just being scared. I think it's fun. <laughs> I I thought of something else. I think yeah. you should give a try too. You should try designing a haunted house. That'd be so cool. I think you'd be really good at it. Oh yeah, because I, yeah. I love that stuff so much. Yeah. I also love, that's another type of makeup I like to do. It's like special effects makeup. Like that's part of why I love horror movies. Like, oh. <laughs> I'm like a psychopath. 
but like I love watching Saw movies for like the makeup. I think it's like so cool how they're able to do like all those like gory effects with like just makeup and stuff. Yeah. I think that's crazy. Yeah. Like, Look, I, I'm I'm not into horror. I don't <laughs> like horror. I'm easily scared. I, I don't read a lot of it. Uh, I see very, very few horror movies, things like that. Yeah. But I'm convinced that people who like this stuff are not psychos no. because there's too many of them. True. You know, Stephen King is the world's, right now, he's the most popular living novelist in the world. Yeah. Although I think he's only sold like one-sixth as many books as Agatha Christie. Yeah. But have you read And Then There Were None? Yes, I have. I mean, that is, that's the that tip. really cool. I remember I read it when I was like in sixth grade, and for, I thought for, it was awesome. For people who don't know, um, let's not give away the ending, but yeah, essentially no. ten strangers are all invited to an island, and there's something wrong with each person. And then it comes out that each person has committed a horrible crime in his or her past, always murder. Yeah. And uh, one by one, somebody starts playing ten little Indians with the people on the island and starts killing them off according to a child's nursery rhyme. Yeah. Ten little Indians went out to dine. One choked his little self, and then there were nine. Yeah. Um, nine little Indians stayed up very late. Uh, one overslept herself, and then there were eight. And yeah. so just one by one, people are getting killed off. So I then people like... are panicked, and then they start searching the island, trying to find the killer. Yeah. Then they realize there's nobody else on the island. The killer must be among the rest of the eight of us who are still here. So just book recommendation for the world. That book is honestly so cool. I reread it sixth grade. It was kind of like an introducing, introdu- introduction to like horror for me. Like Ever since reading that, I like... like um, Seeked, yeah, what's the right word? I uh, sought out that type of I thing. I sought out like more type of like murder mystery kind of stuff, like horror. Like, okay, I'll tell you the best ones yeah. in my view. And again, this okay. is coming from a guy who doesn't really like this kind of stuff. Okay. I have three. Fight Club, uh-huh. which some people don't think is a horror movie, but I guess that just tells you how much I'm not a big horror yeah. fan. <laughs> but but I think it's Edgar Allan Poe for the 20th century. Uh-huh. Just because, I don't want to get do any spoilers, but I, I find it very funny but also very scary and yeah. very very stylish and powerful uh second one the sixth sense oh i've seen that i love that movie that was like the first horror movie i ever okay. saw actually i saw it when i was in seventh grade and i don't want to do any spoilers for that but yeah, that's a movie where if you see that movie twice it is completely different mm-hmm. the second time it's so weird because you can see it the first time and it's one movie then you see it the second time, and it might as well have been a completely different that just show. just reminded me, because I was thinking my favorite movie is The Exorcist is another favorite. Hey, okay, so I'm not scary. even going to go anywhere near that. Yeah, it's so scary. It's honestly like the scariest horror movie I've ever seen, especially because it's like a real thing that happens. Yep. Because the thing with a lot of horror movies, I can like not be scared because I'm like, oh, it's fake, it's a story. Yeah. But, like The Exorcist is based on true events. It's like when I saw that, I could not sleep. It scared me so much. Oh my gosh. But like, oh my gosh. that's why I like it so much is because it's like one of the few horror movies to like legitimately like scare me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, I, I just have maybe one or two more questions. Uh-huh. And uh, okay, so non-horror, whenever you step out of the horror genre and away from that genre, mm-hmm. What do you go for? Uh, favorite book, favorite movie? Oh my gosh. Like, I love chick flicks, too. We've talked about this. I love Clueless so much. I think it's hilarious. Like, I love that kind of stuff. I love Legally Blonde. I love Mean Girls, Heathers. Like, all those chick flicks are great. Like, I love that stuff. It's, like, completely the opposite of what I watch normally, but, like, I also love that, too. Yeah, no, I get it. I'm an English major, so on <laughs> one hand, I, I grew up with Clint Eastwood, and there's a bunch of those tough guy movies that I've seen, like, eight times each, you mm-hmm. know? Like, uh... Anything with Clint Eastwood. I've yeah. seen most of those four or five times. My, that's my age bracket, I guess. Yeah. But 
as an English major, I like anything that's of high quality. I think I've seen Clueless four or five times. It's so good. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's based on <laughs> Jane Austen's novel, Emma, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Okay, so you that. like those type of things. Yeah. And then what type of books or music outside of the genres you mentioned you gravitate toward when you're not doing horror or metal or goth? I'm trying to think, like, with music, because it mostly is, like, metal goth. I like punk music, too. Okay, okay. And then sometimes I do listen to, like, rap. Like, I like 90s rap. I love, like, Wu-Tang Clan. Like, uh, like Ice Cube, stuff like that. I think that's really fun. Um, Old stuff. Yeah, I like that. Or sometimes I'll find myself listening to, like, what am I trying to think of? Oh, man. Like, sometimes I'll listen to, like, Ariana Grande, you know, whatever. Like, it's, uh-huh. like, it's a guilty pleasure, but, like, yeah, I'll listen to pop. Like, <laughs> I know it's, like, really bad, and it's, like, you know, an industry plant, like, with no soul to it. But, like, it's catchy. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. whatever, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I always like to end with a question that asks people a little bit about their future. Okay. So next year, you're going to be a high school senior. Yes. And we, we just went through kind of a complicated year. Thank God oh, yeah. we were here. We were on campus four days out of five and occasionally five five days out of five, yeah. like all year long. Uh, you know, we try to be six feet apart and all the rest of that. Yeah. Yada, yada. But we were here, which was good. What are your hopes and dreams for next year? Next year, I'm super excited because I'm a house captain and it's really fun just having a leadership position. And one of my favorite things about it is being a mentor to like the underclassmen. Like we just had one of my freshman friends in here, like I love being a mentor to her and being out there like to give her advice and help her. Cause that is a thing I do. Like she calls me on the phone and like I'll give her advice and talk to her. I help her with her homework. Like I, I just love being like a mentor to other people. Like it feels great. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So you just want to get back to the people. Exactly. And like, I don't know. I, I also, I always reach out to like the kind of quieter freshmen because I've not always been like how I am now, like loud and confident. If you knew me freshman year, I was a completely different person. I was so shy and quiet. I didn't talk to anyone. Like I was so scared. What was a big transition for you that made you go from shy to outspoken? Because something like that happened to me when I was 16 years old. And so I'm just very curious as to what what happened with you? Because I, I was shy and then I was, yeah. I was, I don't know, not loud, but I was definitely much more confident. I'm trying to think exactly because I don't really know like the exact moment when that happened, but it just like was like a slow transition. Like I just slowly like made more friends and broke out of my shell. Like I used to have like, all my friends were just people I got like introduced to by other like friends. But nowadays, like when I, I like to go roller skating all the time, like I will go and say hi to random people at the skating rink I did like I met this girl actually last time I was at the skate rink and she was wearing like the same band shirt as me we were both wearing typo negative shirts and I was like yo I like your shirt and we became friends now we both like the same music and like I text her and it's really cool like and all I did was just say hi to a random person yeah uh-huh. you just you never know where saying hi to a random person is going to lead yeah and I was like it's so cool and I'm so glad that I'm like extroverted like that now because otherwise I would have never met her you know yeah well Rose this has been splendid and I I just want to acknowledge you for being your own woman Mm -hmm. and not being somebody else and having just such a interesting blend of interests you know like if somebody would have said okay so you got a goth girl who likes heavy metal music and horror films oh by the way she also likes to roller skate in the park <laughs> that just would have seemed okay I just wouldn't have put all that together yeah I have a random I, I kind of have a random mix of interests yeah, yeah but that just means that you are thoroughly yourself and 
I just want to applaud you for that. Thank you. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's really fun talking to you. Like I always love being in class with you and you're just like a really fun person to talk to. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course. All right, okay. Yeah. Until next time. Yeah. <laughs>